Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Pod Squadron, the show where we talk about the full scope of Star Wars experience from the movies, TV shows, animation, games, comics, books, and themed experiences, and merchandise. Also, we want to see your art and inspiration from that galaxy far, far away. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about The Mandalorian Season 2. We'll do a little recap and reaction. We'll also dig into the Star Wars The High Republic, a little preview of that, and a little bit of a taste of things to come. But before we get too deep into that, Follow us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. Find us on YouTube, like and subscribe. Hit the bell icon so you know when we have new content. Uh, of course, my name is Andy Lowe. I am the Chinese pirate. I'm a director, storyteller, puppeteer, performer, and fight choreographer. And, of course, we have Tracy. Hi, I'm Tracy, uh, also known as Hot Nerd Girl. And did you do your social medias? I uh, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> You can, you may. I mean, it's it's funny. I mean, no, it's fine. I'm just, I'm Tracy. <laughs> Hi, everybody. <laughs> Welcome back. And we also have Lexi. Hey, everyone. I'm Lexi, uh, performing artist, aerialist, and uh, event designer. Not really in any events anymore, though, so I should probably take that one off, huh? <laughs> well, let's find something else. We'll find something else to put on their next episode. Come back to find out what I am. <laughs> I mean, events oh, will that's come what back. we said. I'm a writer. Oh, yes. Writer. And occasional cosplayer. <laughs> that's we, me. We do stuff. Sometimes we do stuff. Sometimes we do stuff. Yes. But for now, we all sit our, on our couch and binge television. But <laughs> uh, farm I've been reading. Farm I've been reading yourself. <laughs> Well, before we get too deep into stuff, I uh, just wanted to say that, as you can see, we are on a new home. Uh, we are now part of the Geek of Geekish Network here on Twitch Twitch.tv. Uh, so clearly you have found that link now. That's how you're here. Uh, please make sure you do share us uh, and uh, share all of our channels and share the show if you enjoyed it. Um, also, uh, we yeah, the Geekish Network is a rebrand of the old Pen Geekery Network or the Pen Geekery Show, which has expanded into a network. So we encourage you to kind of check out the schedule here on Twitch.tv and uh, look at all the upcoming shows coming up because there is a different program almost every day of the week and it's uh, a lot of great content about a lot of different things a lot of different television a lot of different movies uh pop culture uh comics um and other great content that you love and that we love and uh love talking about and talking about with you uh what else is happening we've got a lot of stuff here uh in the star wars universe but what's exciting you let's start with lexi Oh, we're starting with me. Fantastic. <laughs> so, oh, I. Uh oh. No, I, I. Oh no, Lexi's taking over for Benja's role. Yes. <laughs> I am. I'm taking over today. My internet is oh, no. terrible, and I was like, "Is that me?" Oh, that was Tom. My name. <laughs> All right. Um, so, so I just like, started oh. reading all the new High Republic books that have been coming out, uh, starting with Light of the Jedi. Hmm? Keep going. Are we still, can we hear me? Yeah, yeah, we gotcha. Yes. All right. 
So, uh, yeah, I started with Light of the Jedi, uh, Charles Soule. Uh, if anybody is familiar with his other work, he's done uh, a lot more comics in the past. Death of Wolverine, Darth Vader among them. I haven't really had a chance to check out that aspect of his work, but I'm really glad that I got to check out Light of the Jedi. It was a really good introduction to Star Wars novels. I'm a bit of a late bloomer when it comes to Star Wars novels, which is weird because... I was in the library nonstop as a kid, so I don't know how I didn't find my way to him, but uh, I like more for me now, I guess. So uh, let me see. I have a like, <laughs> and because uh, I like, I. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> I'm like, I like highlighting the text and I like the pages. So, oh no, oh no. Did I freeze? Yeah. But you're back now. <laughs> Where did we lose me? Uh, we got you when okay. you heard your so hand in the air. <laughs> I, I, just got, I just got Kindle uh, because I really like having books in my hands. But mm. with all the books that I'm going to be reading, it, it kind of doesn't make sense for me to wait on the post office to deliver them. But I am really loving how much I can pull up reference notes and look at all of the things I said. Uh, um, <laughs> okay. So I really love all the new. Uh, well, uh, We'll, we'll definitely get into more of this uh, uh, because we are going to talk a little bit more okay. about um, the High Republic later in the show. Uh, and we are going to invite you to join us um, because um, Lexi's been kind of already got a head start on us. I admit I couldn't wait and I got a head start on Light, Light of the Jedi myself. Uh, but we are going to invite you to read along with us and we'll be talking and reading uh, about uh, some of the new books and stuff uh, 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 with you, hopefully. Um how about you, Tracy? Any anything uh, uh, out there in the Star Wars universe that piques your fancy? Oh gosh! Well, uh, I'm. <laughs> there's so many new shows coming out that I'm so excited about. I feel like I was so skeptical. Andy, you know this. I was so skeptical <laughs> about Disney Plus when it was first announced, and I was just so annoyed that there was another monthly fee streaming service to have to to dive into and I was not expecting it to become this uh, sort of hub of all these amazing Star Wars and Marvel shows that it is turning out to be and now it's like well now I'm stuck I have to I have to watch <laughs> <laughs> but um, so that is that's that's probably what I'm most excited about um, I know we're there they just started filming the Obi-Wan TV show which I think we're going to talk about in a little yeah. in a little bit. Which I'm oh, we can really about, excited about. We can talk yeah? about that now, actually. Actually, <laughs> okay. So they've just started filming. I'd love to hear what? about it. <laughs> I, I don't know anything about the Obi Wan stuff because I've been so focused on the book. So yes, please, let's talk about it. <laughs> I know, and I haven't gotten into the book yet. So that's we need to, at some point, trade places. Um, so Maybe they've just not freezing long enough. Oh, <laughs> yeah. so they've just uh, they've just started filming in Little Marlow, Buckinghamshire, and it's this little dinky town uh, in England. And apparently, not everybody's super thrilled with having uh, all of these uh, Hollywood people 
taking over their town. But what they've kind of done is they've got this little this little piece of land here. It looks like it's uh, right next to a river or something. Yeah, and if you it's, look, it's an old quarry actually, which makes sense. Oh, if you need a big like a rock quarry, right? Yeah. And if you look at the drone's eye view, it looks like um, like Darth Vader's helmet. This little town <laughs> that they that they have built. It's it's got the same uh, bell shape, and it's got this little uh, triangular building where his mouth would be. And we'll post it on the Insta. I'm looking at it right now, and you, you, it's unmistakable that it's Darth Vader's head. So we'll post it on the Instagram page so that you guys can see it if you haven't seen it. But it's so. Uh, I don't know. It's exciting. I feel I feel bad for the townspeople who are upset about it, but I feel like they need to get over it because now they're going to have their very <laughs> own Hobbiton where people will come and spend money there. That's true. Well, I mean, After that's the, the thing, right? So. I mean, I mean, if they're building a, a, a Tatooine location, like they could be filming there for the next three or four years. <laughs> Tatooine seems to be the plan. Yeah, maybe that's what Phil is so upset about. Like yeah. the people are probably out there because they don't want a lot of traffic, and now they're like, "Great, now we got a bunch of traffic." <laughs> um, speaking of a lot of traffic, so, wait, he, um, Paul wants to Paul want Paul wants to know if this is how we find out how Obi Wan becomes old Ben. I would think yeah. so, right? Because it takes place in that time between. So, so what um, little what little we know I mean, about uh, uh, the Obi Wan series? It's about ten years after Revenge of the Sith. We know that uh, uh, Hayden Christensen is set to star as Darth Vader. Um, there has been no mention of whether or not James Earl Jones will uh, will also still voice Darth Vader, but presumably so. Uh, and the quote the the quote that shook the Star Wars world um, from Kathleen Kennedy was that it will be the rematch of the century, uh, <laughs> which implies a fight. So we'll see how they fit that in. But uh, so my little bit of a thing that that has been exciting me in the Star Wars world. So as uh, many of you know, uh, I am I am a multifaceted geek of all trades. And actually, uh, I would say one of the realms of geekdom that I am most I wouldn't even call it geekdom. I would just call it straight up um, uh, a realm of storytelling that I am most engaged and fascinated by is immersive storytelling, uh, particularly theme park design. And um, of course, theme parks are closed right now. Uh, Disneyland has had a very long time. In fact, uh, this is the longest that Disneyland has been closed. Uh, that is almost a year now. Uh, it, it's never been like this. But uh, as a concession, they have opened up uh, the downtown Disney, the kind of outdoor mall section uh, for shopping and dining. And um, they're taking advantage of a space that was shut down before the pandemic, which was the old uh, Rainforest Cafe. And if you were think of a Rainforest Cafe, it's already kind of themed to look like an old like jungle temple uh, somewhere in South America, right? Which actually serves as a really good uh, uh, basis for like a Yavin-style rebel base. Are so they, they're, so taking... they're leaving a bunch of the decorations in there? Oh, the building is still up. So all they're doing is they're they're redressing the facade. So they've added like, you know, camouflage nets and satellite dishes and computer panels. Uh, they've parked Ray's speeder out front. Um, and presumably they're doing some minor theming on the interior as well and turning that restaurant into a merch uh, into a merchandise location so that they can continue to sell all the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge uh, stuff. 
Question. Will yes. there still be thunder and lightning storms? And can I still get a drink, a lava drink that will smoke when it comes to me? <laughs> and I have know. sparklers on it. If I had my druthers, like if I were on that Imagineering team, I would definitely want to take advantage of that kitchen because they do have like outdoor patios up, upstairs, right? I mean, and you could still do outdoor dining. You could still have a Ronto wrap and, you know, still bring out some of the, the themed drinks or whatever. But for now, they've only announced, announced uh, a merchandise location. So, And that the Rainforest Cafe was at the very end of, the, of that area. So is there a little bit of room for it to grow? Well, I don't think it's going to expand for now. I think this is this is a, a, a temporary workaround that could become a long-term temporary workaround. Um, the original plan for all of that area, which was the AMC Theater, the ESPN Zone, and the Rainforest Cafe, was that it was going to get turned into the location of a new hotel expansion. Um, that, those plans got scrapped, though. That's what it was. Is that where the yeah. Earl of Sandwich was, too, and they closed that, but then they reopened it? Yes, and your own ah. sandwich is back open again. So, <laughs> being in a Disney group with you has its advantages. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I wouldn't find Oh, we lost you, Lexi. Oh, problems persist. Well, yeah, I, I'm hearing you guys when you say you lose me, but then I, it's freezing in between that. Oh, so. no. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Well, okay, we'll struggle through that. Um, but with, <laughs> without further ado, let's kind of get into the, the meat of the show here. Uh, so we are going to start talking about our Mandalorian Season 2 Roundup. Um, and, uh, you know... Let's just jump right in, you know? I, 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 we're going to assume that everyone has watched uh, Mandalorian Season 2, that you know all the spoilers, you know all the things, um, and let's just kind of dive in. And yeah, uh, you haven't watched it yet. Too bad. Snooze. Yeah. <laughs> you, all right. I'm buckling up. Time for... Oh, sh oh, 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 wow. Okay. You've got, you've got to go to head on. Very good. All right. All right. Oh, should, I, should I have the child? For this guy. Maybe get the child on. Uh, Tracy, do you want... Head us off on some of your favorite moments of season two. Oh, sure. And uh, I, I, I'll admit that I spend about 30 seconds on, on my <laughs> list. So I'm sure you guys are going to come up with some. I'm going to be like, oh, that was one of my favorites, too. But um, there was so many there were so many good moments. So uh, these are in no particular order, <laughs> but um i i'll start with the cutest first since we since we uh, have whip, all whipped out our 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 grogu's um and that is uh baby yoda being like a roller coaster on <laughs> the razor crest uh post cookie and then post cookie um so that's that's definitely one and the the next one is just seeing uh, Ahsoka Tano's dual sabers through the fog that yeah. first like, before I, we really even saw her. I, I love that. You know, I, I, I was actually having a hard time deciding yeah. like what one section of, I'm, I'm just like, so I just kind of have the whole episode All of it. <laughs> as, yeah. as uh, yeah. a favorite moment, honestly. <laughs> but yes, in particular that the, the whole choreography yeah, and, awesome. and the, the camera work and the framing of, of the, uh, the stealth, 
sabering in the mist. Yeah. But just the, like, the, the, like watching those two beams of light just manifest in the fog, you know, it's like I like I, I have I have nightmares about zombies <laughs> appearing in the fog. But if I saw like the two lightsabers in the fog, like I just oh, <laughs> I just I would joygasm in my pants. Um, what were you going to say, Lexi? Oh, that that was just same. I mean, not specifically with like the zombies and the joygasming, although like I agree, I can't argue. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> oh my gosh, my friend Rob has not watched Mandalorian yet, so he came on and was like, "Bye." <laughs> <laughs> sure. Well, come back sure. in a few minutes, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> We're all oh, in lockdown. <laughs> I know. Anyway, it's the subscription thing. He doesn't want to get Disney Plus. I can't oh. blame him. All right. I think it's still my turn, right? Okay. It's still your we're, turn. Okay. We're, we're going to popcorn off of you if you say stuff that we like. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> I would expect nothing less. Okay. And then my next one is I, I have a, a, a deep love of of uh, of the haka. And every time I see it performed, I just like start crying the ugly cry and so um watching uh tomorrow morrison come on and watching his fighting style be you know it's like taking on the um that new zealand maori, maori fighting yeah. style and kind of bringing in that yeah that kind of that kind of haka feel to it and even watching the the backstage behind the scenes footage of him you know doing the doing some of the haka stuff just made me give me maybe it, brings back all those feelings of of just you know wanting to see it in person someday and so that's that was one of my favorite moments was watching him with the fighting and and the modified sand people um yeah the 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 club whatever the tuscan toothpick that we now discover that's what it's actually for right <laughs> the tuscan toothpick oh wait why did i say sand people tuscan whatever <laughs> um, um you know the other thing I'm gonna expand upon that actually, um, the uh, the way the the composer whose name is eluding me right now, uh, kind of influenced the whole uh, uh, aesthetic of Boba Fett with a little bit of indigenous uh, 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 Maori rhythms um, in in the in in his themes, and it's still kind of based on the original um, Boba Fett theme from John Williams. But it's expanded in instrumentation and some of the the, the tribal rhythms in, in the percussion. Um, um, I think that's pretty cool too. Yeah, the Boba Fett return of Boba Fett and the, that whole combat scene. That was I couldn't decide. It was tied with that or uh, Bo Katan and being mm. introduced and her squad. Uh, I just like I could not decide with. Yeah. Uh, I also appreciate um, shards of PVC. That was a, that was, we, we lost her. <laughs> oh, no. Shards of PVC <laughs> flying. Did that happen in the episode? Yeah, no, uh, uh, that was um, part of the, that staging is every time he hit a stormtrooper, you just see like shadowing. Oh, yeah, 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 flying. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, what were you saying, Lexi? Armor. Looks like you're back now. That's what you thought. Oh, I actually said oh, everything that I was going to say. I'm trying to oh. keep it real short because I know I'm eventually. 
Oh, there she goes again. Okay, before I get to my last two moments, yeah. um, we talk about we talk about how Benja has left us, but we love him, and hopefully he'll he'll be back for as a guest from time to time. But um, apparently, Lexi has taken on his technical glitches. So, yeah, <laughs> we'll work that out for next time, Lexi. <laughs> Superstar. <laughs> oh. Yeah, ben, Benja, who started the show with us. Yeah, I mean, he's actually, and he's, you know, uh, become very busy as he's been developing a number of shows of his own. So if you're interested in seeing what he's got going on, check out Mr. Benja uh, on all of his social medias. Um, uh, he also has a new show that he's starting himself um, that's called Show Versus Business, which is kind of that intersection of art and commerce, uh, which is. A discussion I always love kind of getting into with him. So um, there will definitely be more of that. Um, so Paul's I'm suggesting we get you a pencil and paper, Lexi. <laughs> so she can hold up a sign, a little whiteboard. <laughs> oh, yes. Give me a whiteboard. Give me a whiteboard. <laughs> Sometimes the simplest answers are the best answers. Um, so I'm going to add in some of my favorite moments here. Wait, what about uh, my last two? Oh, okay. I didn't know you had two more. So keep going. <laughs> okay. The, my next one is, I know not everybody is a fan of Migs Mayfeld, but I am. And um, in The Believer, when he, when he kind of rediscovered his conscience, that was um, just that whole, that whole moment was, was to me very, very touching and that nobody is beyond, um, nobody's beyond hope. And I think that that's an important lesson for, for all of us to remember just in day-to-day -day life. Um, and then my last one. Actually, Lexi, did you want to chime in on that? I, I know that was a, a moment you were calling out too. Oh, yeah. was it? Yeah. That... <laughs> oh, God. oh no, I'm gone again. Okay. See, the brilliant thing is, is that, is that every time, every time you come back is when you realize that you're out. <laughs> So it's kind of like, I'm gone again. <laughs> oh, Aww. technology. No. Well, at least you look really cute in all your freezes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're back. Talk now. Uh, I love that he found a totally chaotic good way to keep Mando's secret. Mm. That was a really great character arc for my money. Like it made sense for him. It wasn't just a, he finds a way to, I mean, but no care, no, none of the heroes in this are squeaky clean. They're all kind of anti-heroes, which is reasons that the show is so good. <laughs> okay um so i'll go on to my last one since lexi froze again uh my last one Actually, i think well, is wait, kind of can, the the big the big kahuna oh can, can i chime in on, on that moment too about yes Migs? uh yes you know, of course yeah i mean uh kind of what you i mean repeating what you guys are saying in terms of how touching that was um, I also just love like that moment of tra tragedy where you can just kind of see the 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 kind of the 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 
how how tac- emotionally taxing this war has been on its combatants in this galaxy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, um, and he calls out specifically Operation Cinder, uh, which is a total deep dive from novels that I haven't read personally, but like I know about this in video this, games, this, uh, this, 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 uh, and video games that has, uh, that has become kind of a, a formational moment in the fall of the empire or rather was, the, the rebirth of the, the remnants. Right. It was mentioned in, in at least one of the novels that I have been reading. Yeah. I think it was like the aftermath series where they uh, went into that. So the fact that they're, they're kind of still bringing in all of this lore uh, piecing it together and it does still serve as kind of what we're, you're talking about Tracy of this kind of allegorical um, you know this is kind of what I love about science fiction and fantasy and speculative fiction is the way you can talk about real world things like his PTSD and his being radicalized by this you know evil empire uh, uh, and 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 you know having remorse or fear or pain over you know all the lives that were lost you know for causes that he you know ultimately fell out of alignment with yep i agree and you know finding that finding a purpose again i think is um is an important theme as well okay and then my last one is I think kind of the penultimate moment of the season, and that is, of course, uh, <laughs> the appearance of uh, Luke Skywalker and his, in particular, his battle against some guy. Sabers. <laughs> yeah, <It's> some <laughs> in that 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 hallway <laughs> battle, and and I think that the the slow. I mean, I think we we all kind of figure out who it was pretty quickly, but the slow hints leading up to it, the glimpse of the glove, the you know, the color of the lightsaber the you know certain moves i think um the way that they did that was just really really beautiful i know a lot of people weren't super into the deep fake um overlay of his face but that didn't bother me at all yeah i think we were all on board for the moment i know some people didn't like it and i'm like Yeah, I think I think most of us were kind of on board with the moment. We knew what the intention is and we were, you know, either you're able to kind of fill in those gaps for the technology that is not quite there yet or not. But I was. <laughs> yeah. I did I didn't I didn't love it, but I was like, okay, it works. I I get it. It works. It didn't yeah. pull me out of the moment so bad that I was like, well, this just ruins the whole story. Mark Campbell doesn't look like that anymore. Like, <laughs> you know, like, like, <laughs> no, I was, I was in it. I was crying. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> so how about you, Lexi? Uh, what, what are some of your favorite mo- moments that uh, we haven't covered yet? Um, the, my favorite scene with the, like the boss babe squad that did the rescue. Mm-hmm. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't know if I'm allowed to swear because I wanted to use another B word, but. Uh, <laughs> Rodney's yes, you're allowed to swear. Up. You're allowed the to boss, swear. The squad. The boss <laughs> squad. I would go ahead. And, yeah. Like I just like that made me watching what Fennec Chan backup of of Bo Katan, and I'm so sorry, I'm Bamf, but like. 
Uh, anyway, yeah, that the the four woman death squad to go in and get the baby was just, or to go up to the take the ship. Yes. <laughs> I do. I do love a, a amazing boss bitch squad. I know. I know a lot of people in in Avengers and. We're like, we're like, it, yeah, that one wasn't just pandering. As, and I'm like, I don't care. I, I Yeah. And, and I liked that Avengers scene. And I thought this one was better done because it wasn't as like. Obvious. They did a better job of showing, not telling, you know, they did a better job of showing, not telling. Um, it, like it literally took my breath away. I was like, oh, oh, it's all oh, wait, wait, wait. And I like went back and rewound it. <laughs> I was doing like a Netflix party watch and I was like, I'm sorry, I'm high or not the Netflix party. I was doing like, like the party watch on Disney. And I was like, I'm hijacking it, guys. I'm sorry. And I like <laughs> made it go back and watch it. I was like, I don't care. Mm, we're rewatching that. You know, I, I'm gonna bounce off of that and extend that to both that scene as well as the first night owls um um scene where you get to see Bo Katan and um Cusca Reeves and the other dude. <laughs> His name I don't remember. Um, Axe wolves. Axe wolves. wolves. There we go. We have another wolf. Axe Thank wolves. you, Dave Filoni. But uh, yeah, um, getting to see the contrast of Bo-Katan as a leader and a strategist who, you know, they are all in sync. You know, they know when they're alternating, when they're covering for one another in comparison to, you know, uh, 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 Din Djarin, who is just a lone warrior who's kind of a bull in a china shop like you know they're 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 you know giving each other hand singles and whatever and he's like give me all the bombs i'm gonna run into the crate dragon and blow it up from the inside right <laughs> <laughs> yeah his his special talent is like the hail mary yeah <laughs> um, that's just <laughs> uh any, anything else lexi that we, uh, missed? I, we covered all of them actually i i i love that everybody kind of just went the whole episode with ahsoka just the whole one yeah. couldn't pick a moment whole one i was like yes same well, i mean but i was freezing up really bad at the moment <laughs> so i couldn't jump in yeah i mean it, it was so good in terms of like channeling classic westerns and channeling classic samurai films and seeing you know i've been seeing the spiritual team up of yojimbo and the man with no name Right. Um, you know, also, of course, uh, with yes. Michael Bean there and him referencing himself in Tombstone, where, you know, uh, 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 with that whole standoff. Um, of course, you know, we have uh, Diana Leo Santo, who's like, you know, Kung Fu royalty in the martial arts circles, uh, uh, playing a, you know, potentially uh, a, a former Night Sister, which they haven't confirmed, but more lore that's kind of coming to fruition. Um, that episode was just so great. And just honestly, you know, Dave Filoni is kind of like the one of us guy. And so, so is like, John Favreau, actually. I mean, but but Dave Filoni in, in another special way, because he's been tied to this for, you know, he did all of Clone Wars. You know, the story behind how he came to Clone Wars was he was working on Avatar The Last Airbender. He thought it was a joke when they and He thought him. it was a joke. He thought that people were messing with him when he's like, and then he's in the office with George Lucas, his hero. Um, so I love that his hero became his mentor and mm. now he's, you know, the apprentice has become the master, <laughs> so to speak. But um, uh, I'm going to call out uh, <laughs> one of my favorite moments um, is Grogu 
Grogu's uh, uh, vicious fight with the chowder is is <laughs> one of my favorite moments. With the little face hugger. Yes, the little the little <laughs> octopus that comes out, and he's just like ah. <laughs> Don't play with your food. Yes, it was so good. It's just a great moment of 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 puppetry of just bringing this puppet to life and you know getting all optimizing all of this expression as a little little thing. Anytime um, Grogu has food yes, involved oh, with him, hashtag Grogu eating. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm also gonna call out just the whole thing with um. The crate dragon and the Tuscans. Actually, the whole relationship with the Tuscans, um, um, and how uh, they're using Din to kind of expand on the uh, the Tuscan raiders as a colonized people, really, right? And uh, as as you know, protectors of an indigenous land, and bringing that theme into Star Wars, uh, uh, I, I think is is fascinating to kind of yeah. expand. Like quote unquote humanizing what would just be a villain with without really any uh, distinguishing properties, right? Right. Like making them into a full fledged culture all into their own. And of course, yeah, more social allegory. Them, oh, sorry, yeah, sorry, instead of just using them, instead of just using them as like a, a two dimensional plot point, which they have right. in the past, it's it's nice to really uh, see them treated like any of the other civs on Star Wars. Yeah. In the galaxy. So uh, all in all, your your each of your takeaways from this season. I think that it was a really really great um, like payoff for the very traditional Star Wars uh, um, family and father son mm. uh, complex journey relationship, um, and they managed to do while while staying true to what, what was. Rot row genres <laughs> and uh, using the new tech title to oh what is going oh. on <laughs> <laughs> we just sort of slowly like like almost like stop motion so like <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Lexi, I'm sorry. That's frustrating. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, she's that's got that, some magic hand thingy. That's bordering on live long and prosper, right there. <laughs> that's a different space <laughs> franchise. <laughs> um, how about you, Tracy? Right. Oh. <laughs> Oh. Okay, well, I'll start then. Right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um I think uh just kind of going back to to Dave Filoni a little bit. I think that the magic of Dave Filoni is that he manages to bring the two worlds together. He manages to bridge the uh, the George Lucas with the Kathleen Kennedy, which nobody has been able to do quite like him. I feel like they've been a little at odds with each other. And he's like the unifying factor there that can, you know, make like the, the step-parents lock. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Um, so, um, and for him to be just a really nice person 
as well and really care about the the fans and and bring in these little details that he knows that the fans are going to love. I think that it's just, uh, it's he's just magic. And I am so grateful for him because I know we've got, um, you know, Kevin Feige's kind of that for the Marvel Universe. And we really don't have that for the DC Universe. So um, just, just bless Dave Filoni. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, they need one. They do. Um, and then I think... In a way, and, and Andy, you actually sparked this this thought when you were talking about how they're addressing things like PTSD in a way that I think Star Wars hasn't in the past. And mm-hmm. I think that, that that's always something that Gene Roddenberry was able to do really well with Star Trek. And I think that they're taking those th- that that kind of that that feeling and that way of doing that and bringing it into Star Wars a little bit, which I think for any science fiction franchise is very important because any time yeah. that you're going to be able to address social issues in a way that will maybe influence people who wouldn't otherwise come to those realizations and need a little nudge to come to those realizations, I think is a, is very important. And so... Um, Star Wars, as much as I'm a Trekkie, Star Wars has a broader footprint than Star Trek does. So it has been very lacking and very needed in the Star Wars universe to reach to reach more people and just sort of like plant those little those little eggs in their noggins that yeah. you know, like these are these are issues we need to talk about and and deal with. And so nothing can do that quite like science fiction can because it adds an element of not being yeah fantasy right can you can you can talk about issues in a less personal way which allows you more freedom to see it from a i mean this is the you know the thing like people forget that lord of the rings was born out of world war um, one uh yeah out of of his ptsd and struggling to to um to deal with what he faced in World War One in in the trenches, right? What, what um, Tolkien uh, uh, faced, right? Um, yeah, I, I love seeing I love seeing this and that kind of deeper storytelling um, and the diversity on the screen as well, which you're yeah. which was not available in past uh, parts of Star Wars. That you know, I mean, Star Trek was miles ahead of it in that way, and so. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as much as there are certain people that will fight it, they're still going to watch it, <laughs> you know, and they'll get used to it and we can move forward. <laughs> I mean, I'm just always saying, I was like pointing out that, you know, there there have been more white people playing aliens than there have been people of color playing people of color yeah. in most of media history. <laughs> so... I'm all for or, it. Or white people playing minorities. Yeah, well, that's... Uh, <laughs> um, so, I, I, you know, my, I'll, we, we've... Oh, go ahead, Lexi. That can of worms. <laughs> oh, just that can of worms. Yes. Yeah. We'll have to do an episode about that. That would be a really good episode, I think. I don't know. I, Guys, tell us in the quotes. Or in the, not the quotes, the chat. Tell us if chats. you want to see an episode about, about that kind of stuff. 
um, you know, so uh, the other thing, you know, I'm also, I'll, I'll say uh, the exciting thing about the show. So I, I know that as we were going through the season, um, there are a lot of fans that were kind of uh, not necessarily concerned or frustrated, but feeling what questioning whether or not all of these um, character cameos were too much uh, or if it was being too overt in setting up um, kind of soft pilots for other shows. Um, I didn't have a problem with it personally. And honestly, I felt like every character paid off uh, in some way or enough towards the, the, the main story thread. And yes, there are hanging threads that are leading off into all the other shows, the Ahsoka show, the Rangers of the new Republic, uh, the, um, uh, oh gosh, what's the other one? Ahsoka, Ranger of the New of the, of the New Republic, and um, there's another one that's in this in this, uh, uh, isn't there? Uh, maybe I'm, I've got it wrong. But um, um, yeah, I, I'm excited to kind of see how these spinoffs um, play out and what this uh, this uh, uh, unified uh, movement of interconnected shows ends up being. Oh, that reminds me. Ring Capacity had a question about whether or not Rex will be on the Obi-Wan show. Um, nothing is confirmed. I, I'll, I'll say this, and uh, I've heard a rumor that uh, Rex will not be in the show, uh, mm. but Captain Cody might. But again, that is mm. all rumor. Yeah, so I do not know. I am certainly not an authority. I have no sources. Uh, uh, that is just purely a rumor that I've been seeing the internet's talking about. Um, oh, he says boo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think Rex is still fair game, right? And and not in Obi-Wan. I, I, I think if Rex is going to show up, he's going to show up with Ahsoka because they've really developed that bond, mm. right? It's, you know, it's, it's Cody. It's Cody awesome. who... It's Cody who uh, who went from being Obi Wan's number one to hunting him, right? I mean that that's an interesting story right there. He is saying Obi spent more time with Cody. He just loves Rex more. So he's he's it's mm -hmm. wishful thinking on Ring Capacity's part. <laughs> <laughs> Book of Boba Fett. That was the other one that I that I was missing. Um, oh, and do we know yet if that's going to be a series or just like a, a one or two parter? Uh, it is implied it is a mini series, so I'm gonna guess it's like a two or three episode thing. So just kind of a sidebar, fun, fun story. Yeah. Um, a little arc. Yeah. So uh, anything else as we kind of wrap up on uh, on the Mandalorian, or like what we hope we see for next season? That's that's a good question. What what do you hope to see next season, Lexi? Let's start with you this time. Next season, I really hope, um, I really hope that we get to, I know, I know, I know. I really hope that we get to see Grogu again. I know that that <laughs> arc is like mostly done, but uh, they spent a lot of money on that puppet. <laughs> um, they spent a lot of money on that puppet and um, it, it would, it would be really great to get some kind of check-in, but that's mostly like my fan service thing that I would want. Uh, I really want to see, um, I want to see what happened to the rest of the, uh, enclave that he was part of. Yeah. I want mm. to do it. Yeah. 
uh the blacksmith the, i uh, want to know the blacksmith the the yeah the, the armorer the right? armorer yeah yeah and and what what the relationship with the armorer is now that uh he doesn't he is not true to the creed anymore yeah and and then as far as mando's concern it's kind of clear that he creed for the sake of grogu <laughs> who he no longer has as his oh, after having oh no am i gone again we're, we're still got you keep going after having <laughs> a conversation with mayfeld uh, after having his conversation with mayfeld uh, asking what his new uh what his new direction is going to be it'll be interesting to see what he decides um where he decides to take what he has uh learned and decided for himself and what his new way is yeah well hasn't he what new didn't he make a promise himself? didn't he make yeah. a promise to bo-katan that he would help her with the he, he yeah he made a promise to her but just because he makes a promise to her in a mission doesn't mean that her way is his way Right. Well, it's it's interesting because yeah, his his commitment to her was that he would help her reunite the Mandalorian people. Uh, but now that mm -hmm. he is the holder of the dark saber, mm -hmm. it is fallen to him to be the new Mandalore, which he doesn't want, and she doesn't want either. <laughs> Awkward. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm very excited to see yeah. how that plays out and what they do, and and also jumping deeper into the Mandalorian culture too. Because that is because Bo-Katan does introduce the concept of like, well, you know, not everybody has the same way, yeah. you know, you see her way, you see the armorer uh, and then you have Boba Fett, who is not Mandalorian, but has Mandalorian heritage, you know, yeah, uh, and claims the Mandalorian heritage. And I think it'll be very interesting, like I said, to see how in in his commitment to Bo-Katan, in his new uh, stewardship of the Darksaber, and his, even though it's not a uh, obligation, but his emotional ties to Grogu, how he yeah. has that all factor into what he defines as his way. I think that's what we're going to see a lot of, uh, you know, personally for his arc. Um, how about you, Tracy? Any last thoughts about uh, Mandalorian Season 3? Um, well, this has been, I, I haven't even, I've had hardly any thoughts about the Mandalorian for what, like six weeks now. So it's all <laughs> been rushing back to me over the course of this episode. But I think, um, I think that they're, they, I mean, they're going to have to bring back Grogu because he's just so popular. Um, <laughs> but, uh, in a way I hope that they do wait a whole season because I think mm. then we'll appreciate it more. And it's not just pandering to fans right baby to baby yoda fans but i think what will be really interesting about the whole mandalore i think it's it is going to be very mandalorian heavy um as far as um you know seeing seeing mandalore itself and more people who are uh from that culture and i think in a in a in a I mean, if you look at the, the world's religions, right? You look at Christianity, you look at Judaism, you look at um, Islam, Hinduism. There's there's so many different facets. You have everything from um, uh, Greek Orthodox Catholicism to uh, LDS. You have everything from Orthodox Judaism to Jews for Jesus. You know, it's like there's so many facets to any religion. And I think exploring some of what makes Mandalorians and their belief systems um, 
vary between different parts of the of the, the you know the people from the different areas of Mandalore will be a really interesting subject to explore maybe throughout the entire season. So I'm looking forward to learning more about them. I think it's been a a, a culture that has not been explored enough. It's always been very mysterious. So to kind of deep dive into into that aspect of Mandalorian culture, I think would be extremely interesting. And I think that they can do it in a way that is not preachy and is not mm-hmm. um, dragging. I think I think they can make <laughs> it exciting. In that vein, I thought um, it would be really nice to have them dive into, or at least have Mandalorian art come more into play because you get to see a bit of it with uh, Sabine in Rebels. Mm-hmm. And uh, then it's never really brought up again. Uh, but I, I hope that it is. Yeah. I'd like to be to see Sabine in the next season. Yeah. I, I, I mean, yes, please. I mean, she, I feel I'll she's have to go back gonna to show purple up. from pink. <laughs> She's either going to show up in um, in in Mandalorian, or she's going to show up in Ahsoka, or or maybe she'll jump between both. But I mean, we know that she does have a connection to Ahsoka. But put her in everything. Put her I in everything. This. Yeah. <laughs> um. Um. Yeah. You know, I, uh, I one of my wish. So okay. So my wish list of of like, if I had my druthers, I would love for Bo-Katan to begrudgingly accept that he is the Mandalore. Uh. And that would not be a permanent thing, right? It would be the dynamic is watching Bo-Katan become his mentor and teach him how to become part of a larger society as opposed to being a loner. And through that process of her teaching him, um, um, learning more about uh, being a Mandalorian and being part of this larger Mandalorian society, that's like such an interesting dynamic to me um, or a potential dynamic, but... And of course, in in the end, somehow some rigmarole where she is able to take the the saber back and and is able to take the leadership role that she's destined. Or it won't change um, uh, allegiance in just like a super intense training scenario, right? Like it has to be like a genuine fight. That's... Yeah. Well, okay. I mean, he. Well, that's the thing. Like, he could still lose it to someone else that she can defeat later, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah. if he's like losing it on purpose so that she can defeat them, would that count? It does not count because it is a not I, an honorable win. Yeah, I don't think. I was gonna say I don't. I don't think that people would recognize that. Yeah, I just keep thinking about it like the Elder Wand, but I think in their case, it's not the dark saber itself that has the allegiance. It's the people giving it that power right yeah right it's it that was the whole mm-hmm. the the yeah. line that Moff Gideon, yeah, i don't think the the i love the the Moff Gideon line where he says um the the saber doesn't have power it's the story that has the power right 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 right, right. Um, but we should really wrap this up and move on to the next thing. We did get a late start, so uh, but uh, uh, so we will probably run a little bit longer uh, than we normally would just to uh, make sure we get to everything. But uh, uh, probably time to get into our next topic, which is the big exciting thing in Star Wars right now, because right now we're in a little bit of a drought 
because we don't have new episodes they, uh, of Mandalorian. We do not have a release date for the beginning of The Bad Batch yet or Star Wars Visions. That's the, 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 the new Japanese anime series coming to Disney+. Plus. But we do have a rollout of a bunch of new stuff in the books and comics realm. And that is Okay, are Star you going to give any spoilers before we continue? Are you going to give any spoilers of it? We are not going to give any spoilers. Anything that we're going to talk about right now is going to be uh, what has already out on uh, press releases about books, but we'll not get okay. into any story, de- story details. I just want to make sure of that because yes. I, there was people in the chat who were like, no, I haven't read it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what we'll do here is uh, we're, we're just going to get into very basics of of why is well let's let's do this um you ready for this lexity <laughs> yes i'm so ready okay so we sabotaging? okay Coral so Solo tell us I'm ready so, so what okay what is so i think it's Republic? one of the most fascinating things <laughs> mm-hmm. so. What is, what is High Republic? High Republic is the uh, time period before the original trilogies. Um, uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's the it's the. Do you know how how long before uh, Episode One? I am so terrible with math. I looked it up, <laughs> and I now I don't remember what the dates were. Like, no one asks one. Right. I- has got to get the dates. I don't know those. I think, uh, I think roughly they're saying about a thousand years. Uh, I, I have years. Technology. Uh, um, Yeah. Uh, what he said. Oh, brain capacity is saying 200 years. Oh, 200 years? Before? Oh, oh that's, what, that's what brain capacity is saying. Okay, well, maybe, okay, maybe a thousand years is uh, Old Republic. Well, anyways. That uh, sounds right. I will say that sounds right. So tell us who the good guys are. Are heroes in uh, the era of the, the High Republic. Uh, so we still we still do have mention of Master Yoda, although we have not seen him yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the main characters that that uh, is introduced uh, in the first book is Joramali, Master Joramali, who is uh, one of the former Jedi Council and then took on a new assignment voluntarily, left the Jedi Council. Uh, she features heavily in both the first and second book. There's Jedi Master Avar Chris. She has um, a kind of battle meditation. One of my favorite things about the the uh, Charles Soule book is how it goes really into each Jedi's personal relationship with the Force, how they see the Force, and how they relate to it. So it's really really fun to see in depth. You know, for some it's like music, for another it's like water, uh, like the ocean. Uh, yeah, that, um, that that is actually a really cool thing, right? So, so we get to meet a lot of different new Jedi um, of this Jedi Order um, in this era that we haven't seen yet. And in, in but it is interesting, right? It's not there's not one way anyone uses the Force. There's a lot of different ways that people use the Force. Ooh, I like that. Um, we also get some cool ships. So, do you want to talk about? Uh, Wait, isn't there Jedi's? a Wookiee Jedi? There is a Wookiee Jedi. That makes me happy. Uh, there is a Wookiee Jedi. He's, he's yeah, a Padawan, he's, right? He's still a Padawan. Yeah. He's still a Padawan. Yeah, he's a Padawan, but he's a major character, uh, as plays a really big role. Um, Pado Wookiee? And then it's also, it's really interesting. It's going to be very interesting to see how all of the ripple effects of this play out and end up setting the stage for 
the original trilogy that everybody knows and is familiar with. Yeah. So, so like this, this novel ultimately revolves around uh, an event and I won't say what that event is. We'll let you get that to that in the book. Um, but the, how this event affects um, the state of the galaxy uh, at this time. Um, um, do you want to talk about our villains a little bit? Uh, the villains. Let's see. In a loose structure so way. Villains, so we don't give up too much, but I, it's, I'm tr- yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to say a lot about them without giving spoilers, which is yeah. why I'm, I'm, I'm pausing here. Uh, <laughs> You're pausing uh, in have, thought instead of freezing. Well, okay, we, we, we progr- can progress. Yeah. We can say who they are, right? <laughs> we, so they we have yeah we have group. we basically have a group of space pirates called the Nile, and they are headed by a very shady figure who has ties to a deeper power than the pirates are kind of aware of. That could have some real far-reaching. Yeah, actually, it should, it should be said. It should be said that this is early enough in the development of the Republic that the Outer Rim is still very much unknown. Uh, so this is actually another really interesting thing is that there's a lot of um, themes of of exploration, right? There are like a lot of the planets in the Outer Rim are still that, that we are familiar with are still unknown, right? So, so how the early um, spacefarers are discovering worlds and discovering cultures is is a is an underlying theme is that fair to say lexi and and it's very interesting because even in the yeah even in the book that i read they are mentioning uh jedi temples and uh locations that get featured in the and I think she's saying in the animated series. Animated series, and it's nice to see those mentioned, and, and you're seeing them when they're active too. So yeah, that That's you get introduced cool. to is I think mentioned uh, in in other work. Yeah. So uh, with uh, you, there's and I just started reading today. Oh, mm-hmm. go ahead. Sorry, I just started reading the second the second uh, book today. And there's a lot of things that they're, that they're talking about with like the Jedi temple on Coruscant uh, and, and really just interesting concepts. Uh, Jedi, let's see, what is it? Um, a Jedi waste seeker, a Jedi who operates independently of the dictates of the Jedi council, which is a concept I haven't really been heard of before. I haven't heard of it before. I don't know if it's something they created for, for high Republic and, and a concept that was lost later on. Uh, but it'll be interesting to bring that in. Yeah. Ring Capacity is asking, do we know when the Acolyte is going to be set or High Republic? So uh, uh, the Those Acolyte, are the TV shows, as right? Far as, so, uh, well, the, the Acolyte is the TV show. Uh, yeah. uh, the, so the Acolyte is supposed to be towards the end of the High Republic era. That is all we know. Oh, he was asking if it is going to be in the High Republic. That was not two different questions. <laughs> Sometimes oh, yeah. it's hard to figure it out on chat. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so, okay, yeah. Is it going to be uh, in the High Republic uh, time, uh, and you're saying um, towards the end? So, Lexi, tor- towards the end of the High Republic era. Okay. Um, so, Lexi, uh, 
why should someone get into all this, right? We've got all of these books coming out um, over the next few years. We've got comic series that are coming out. Um, why, why, why is this a great time to get into Star Wars novels? Okay, so I, I, I mean, I think that with all of the new series that they just dropped, it's kind of inevitable that the next set of series is probably going to feature High Republic content. So if you start reading High Republic books now, you're most likely going to get a drop on the next set of Star Wars media that comes out, whether that's, um, you know, graphic novels, uh, releases on Disney Plus, uh, or elements that they add in theme parks. So that's kind of fun. You'll get to, to have kind of an insight on the lore. Uh, for that. Also, speaking of the lore, it really deepens this this whole series. I have a feeling is going to really um, deepen for the people who are into the lore or who are into the uh, specific history of, of Star Wars. This is really going to fill in a lot of gaps, answer a lot of questions, and it's going to help us see how um, how the galaxy in Star Wars as we were first introduced came to be. Uh, <laughs> oh no <laughs> uh yes <laughs> i agree <laughs> um it's always fun to have so, insider knowledge uh, and to know the easter eggs down, right at first and that's kind of all yeah <laughs> um I, I will also chime in you know i mean the really exciting thing is like this is a very much an untouched uh, uh period of time and also putting this so early in kind of you know kind of the 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 origin story of of the republic that we know, um, um, it, it's uh, they are completely clear from bumping in on any other canon. So uh, meeting new characters, coming up with new new things, new bits. Uh, it's it's uh, it's there is something about um, reading light of the light of the the Jedi. That uh, reminds me of kind of that that early EU period, um, where you know through the stories. Mm. But uh, really quickly, we'll kind of run down. So the two adult novels that are uh, uh, one is already out and one is coming out uh, very soon. Light of the Jedi by Charles Soule, which is currently out, and we will be asking you to read along with us on that one. Uh, so we are going to cover the first twenty chapters um, two weeks from now. So if you would like to read along, you have two weeks to read the first 20 chapters. Um, what is about 300, 300 pages? Is that about right, Lexi? Uh, yeah, total. Uh, it, it's definitely, um, let's see how, how many chapter, how many pages is it? I'll get back to you on that. Okay. Uh, but totally doable within uh, two weeks. Also, if you're lazy and you have doable. Audible, there is actually a great, actually I've been doing it as uh, uh, books on tape or books on whatever, audio books, whatever it's called now. Um, um, and the performer who is doing the the book on uh, the the performance of the book is phenomenal. Uh, he is doing all of these 377 pages for the book. So half the book is maybe you know about uh, about 200 pages. Um, that's and according totally to Kindle, it takes about it takes people about seven hours to read the whole thing. So there you go. Um, the next adult novel that's coming out is The Rising Storm by Scott. Oh. Uh, the Rising Storm. No, sorry, not, not, not out yet. So, so that's it's the next adult 
uh, adult novel that's coming out, I believe, in the summer uh, by Scott Cavan. There are two young adult novels that are out right now. They're a little shorter. A Test of Courage by Justina Ireland and Into the Dark by Claudia Gray, which is the book that Lexi is starting right now. Claudia Gray is heavily beloved by uh, many Star Wars, reader, Star Wars readers right now. There's also a 25-page children's book if you have younger readers out there or kids. Uh, this is The Great Jedi Rescue and I by Kevin Scott, and I believe this is an adaptation of one of the chapters from The Light of the Jedi. Uh, also, there is the ongoing comic series, one from Marvel and one from IDW. You have The High Republic by Scott uh, Kevin Scott and The High Republic Adventures from IDW by Daniel Jose Older. Uh, and there's a bunch of other stuff coming. There's a manga coming out. There's uh, more stuff from from this whole stable of writers. It uh, uh, should all be exciting and fun stuff to get into. And please read along with us. Is Into the Dark uh, pretty good so far? Ring Capacity wants to know if it's worth picking up since it's aimed towards teens. I'm only about two chapters into it. Um, <laughs> It's geared towards teens, I but I, I picked it up on Kindle and I'm, I mean, I, I would totally recommend picking it up digitally or if you have like a library app and, and it's on there. Uh, it's worth a read if you were, if you're interested in Light of the Jedi because it deals with some of the same character or some of the characters that are associated with the characters that get introduced into that. Uh, and it deals with the same inciting incident, the same big uh, galaxy-wide kind of um, incident that brings everybody together. Or, I mean, not really necessarily brings everybody together, but affects the whole galaxy at once. Uh, and it, it, it gives you another dots. perspective on that. It, yeah, it connects a lot of dots uh, and kind of gives you a bigger picture of what's happening in the Jedi Order at its peak, uh, which is another great reason it to to pick up all the higher all the new high republic stuff it's you get to learn a lot about jedi lore that was lost after order 66 because it's in its peak um mm. really fantastic uh tracy now's the time when we uh, check the chat do we have anything else from uh from our our chat today we've got we've got new followers we've oh, got cool. yeah we've got um uh oh gosh uh bud baxter we've got um i know that paul followed this rob followed um we've got digital click which is doing some of our stuff right thank you digital click yes yeah. our partners with the geekish uh network that's awesome and let's see uh gosh uh do 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 I feel like we had other people, but yeah, um, thank you everybody who who just uh, who has joined us today. Really appreciate it. Um, sorry, I'm scrolling back to see who <laughs> else. If you're new, let me know. But yeah, we, Sound we off really on the appreciate chat. it. Yeah. Um, so really quick things, guys. We're just about at the end of the show, uh, but once again, we're going to invite you to kind of uh, follow us, follow along with us. Like we said, we're doing the first 20 chapters of Light of the Jedi, uh, the new High Republic uh, book. But also next week, we're going to do a little bit of rewatch. We're going to go back into the history of one of our favorite characters, Ahsoka Tano. So we plan to watch 
uh, Clone Wars episode 205. Now, this is the perfect opportunity where you're like, God, I keep hearing all this great stuff about the Clone Wars animated series, but I I don't want to watch the whole thing or it's all intimidating. So we're going to highlight some of our favorite episodes and our favorite story arcs that uh, particularly right now uh, focus on important points in the history of the character of Ahsoka Tano. So the first one we're going to do here is the Second Battle of Geonosis, which is uh, a really fantastic story arc in the second season. That's episode 205 through 208. So if you have a Disney Plus or if you have access to episodes of Clone Wars, make sure you watch those episodes before our uh, our next episode next week on Saturday the 13th. Uh, once again, we've already said it a few times. Um, follow us, follow along with us on the High Republic, and um, yeah. Also, if you are an artist, if you're a cosplayer, if you make fan films, build droids, uh, build models, sell stuff on Etsy, tell us. We want to know who you are and what you're doing and how you were inspired by all of these stories and all this mythology uh, that Star Wars has given to all of us. Um, how about you, Tracy? Any anything else we want uh, need to cover before we? Head towards the end of the show? Nope. I don't <laughs> think so. We lost Lexi. We lost so Lexi. I can, I can do her farewell. We <laughs> lost her. Um, uh, before we get into I, But I know, oh, I know oh. that Lex, Lexi uh, is changing up her social media stuff. So she's yes. going to let us all know what, that's, what that is, uh, hopefully by next week. So, yeah. <laughs> but uh, she's a performance artist and an all-around wonderful geek. <laughs> yes. Um, how about you, Tracy? Where can, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Facebook at Hot Nerd Girl, on Instagram at Hot Nerd Girl Official, on Twitter at Hot underscore Girl underscore nerd and uh my whole website accidentally uh disappeared uh there was a misunderstanding with the person who was hosting it and they deleted it so it is in the process of being rebuilt yeah they did not back it up before they uh they actually much much like the death star it must be rebuilt yes Yes, they switched servers and forgot that I was on there and (laughs) and did not back up anything so uh, I am working with somebody to uh, build that back up and probably uh, it's it's going to be the old website for the next uh, year while we kind of get back to normal because of the pandemic and everything. And then next year, I'll probably have a brand new site. So the, the Hot Nerd Girl website, which has been kind of uh, on pause for over a year now, um, will be brand new and shining and active again. So I'm very excited about that. Excellent. Uh, and of course, I am Andy Lowe. I am the Chinese pirate. You can find me at Chinese pirate underscore on all platforms. I'm also the Chinese pirate on Facebook. Uh, and uh, you can also find me on the main Pen Geekery show, which is on Monday nights at eight o'clock. Uh, this coming Monday, we will be talking about his Dark Materials season two. We're going to react to the first four episodes. Also, the video game Cyberpunk 2077. And I'm sure all of you are thinking about WandaVision episode five right now because i know i am uh so we're going to talk about wandavision as well so come back to geekish network right here on twitch this coming monday at eight o'clock we'll be talking about all that stuff 
Uh, and, uh, yeah, I was hoping Lexi would show up again by this point. But uh, Lexi is the feral <laughs> well, she's geek. she's going to have all new socials next week, so it's okay. <laughs> uh, please check out all of our other content on podsquadron.com. Like and subscribe. And here she is. Oh, she's almost here. I'm going to keep going until she's full on back. Uh, like and subscribe on Twitch and YouTube. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram for all of our podcast subscriptions. You can subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. And Lexi, are you almost? Yeah, I'm here. Yay! I'm trying not to overload my We'll just do this audio. I'll say bye to you guys. Bye. <laughs> uh, do you? Uh, can you want to tell people where they can find you? Um, oh yes. Uh, right now we can find me still on Kaleidoscope Creature at uh, Instagram, but I'm going to be having some social media changes coming up pretty soon, and we will. I'll touch on those next week, hopefully. Uh, Excellent. Yeah. Oh, and then uh, my my website uh, is the theferalgeek.com. Great. Uh, so once again, we are Pod Squadron. Uh, come back and see us. We are here on Geekish Network, eight o'clock every Saturday. Uh, you know all the things. Join us on this journey. Oh, we're gonna raid somebody. Who are we and gonna? We're gonna raid, raid someone. Some unsued. Uh, we're gonna ra- raid Jen Zany. J J E N Z A N Y. That's one of my <laughs> co-hosts on Pen Geekery. So uh, good night everyone have a fun time and say hi to Jen Zaney. and remember the truths we cling to oh wait I gotta do Obi-Wan voice the truths we cling to depend on our own point of view only the Sith deal in absolutes good night <laughs> good night <laughs> good night we're still <laughs> hi Jen Zaney. <laughs> Chance any. Chance any. <laughs> okay. <laughs>